Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to an exciting new limit, exciting new study. We're going to be looking at the Rambam's Mernavuchim, the Guide for the Perplexed. Now, it is an enormous work, so it's going to take us many, many episodes of working through, but it rewards a lot of work. It's, it was, for many, many centuries, um, a, an incredibly central work in a developed Jew's Hashkafa way of thinking about the world, um, not just for those who like to take philosophical things seriously, but also for those in the Kabbalistic tradition. The Ramak, Rav Moshe Kodavera's Kabbalah is very, very full of, of uh, ideas from the guide, as are many others. And we'll touch upon those things as we go through. Now, <clears throat> really, <clears throat> perhaps the best way is to just to jump in, and we'll do that in a minute, so minimize the amount of introduction. The guide itself will work out why it's written from the Rambam himself. It's one of those works where you have to be inside it to really understand it, although he'll give us some indications as to its purpose um, in, in the various, it was really four different introductions and we're going to work through them. Um, it was written towards the end of his life. He, at this point in his life, is in, in uh, Egypt, in Fustat, near Cairo. Well, it's the day Cairo, anyway. Um, he was a physician at the time he was, he was uh, working. He had to support his family after his brother died in, in a shipwreck at sea. And he used to spend most of his day working with, uh, with the Sultan as a medical physician. But he also uh, wrote this work. And it was a work that from his earliest works, he already said he's going to do something like this. He's going to address many of the issues that he touches upon in the guide. He wrote it in Arabic. So it was called the Dalalat al-Ha'irin. It wasn't called the Guide for the Perplexed or the Muranavuchim. These are translations, but hopefully accurate enough translations. Now, I don't speak Arabic. So I apologize that we're not going to go from the original. We're going to use a Hebrew translation from Rav Kapach, the Masada Rav Kuk translation. We're going to use sometimes an English translation from Shlomo Pinus. Um, or considered to be broadly reliable. For those who want to get into every single word, you'd have to speak to those who know the Arabic well. There are such people. Um, I'm not one of them, so I apologize. Okay, now ostensibly the book's going to do several things. We're going to again work through what they are. Let's just get straight stuck into the introduction. The first introduction is a letter to a student of his, and it begins with the words, B'Shem Hashem Keilolam, in the name of God, in the name of Hashem, God of the world. That phrase he uses a few times introducing different, the main sections of the guide. And that, of course, comes from the book of Beratius from Avraham, from Abraham, who when he sets up an Eshel, some kind of, of station, food or whatever it was, he would be koireid, call out b'shem Hashem keilolam. He'd teach people the pathway to God. So this already tells you that in all probability, that's how the Rambam understands what this book is. It is teaching you the pathway to the way of God. And I think maintaining that is going to be very important and central because there's so many different ways to understand what the guide is doing. It's, it's uh, as we'll see, I'll talk a bit of it as we get to various bits. Anybody who's got any philosophical view will claim that the Rambam had it and that it was in the, uh, the somewhere in the guide. Okay, now he writes this letter, since you are my beloved or honored student, Rav Yosef, Ben Rav Yoda, he has these, Rav Yosef, the, the uh, Shemetzur, the God, rock should guard you, Rav Yoda, the son of, of, of Rav Yoda, who rests in, rest in, in, in Ganeda and in the Garden of Eden. 
So he's writing this person of Yosef Berihud, who we know he was. He was actually a student of the Rambam. who spent quite a lot of time with the Rambam. And but this phase towards the end, by the time the guide is published, is no longer based in Fustat with the Rambam. When you came before me, you stood before me, having come from the edges of the earth, which means Yemen. Right. So when you first showed up, I already saw that you had a tremendous desire to learn. You clearly wanted to learn. So this is, he's describing the student, but it's obviously also setting up the fact this letter is always attached to the guide. means he's kind of indicating to the reader who the reader should really, who the ideal reader of this text is. Uh, what I saw from your poetry Right, I could already see your your um, your desire. Again, this is another word for desire for for deep philosophical things. That I could see already um, from various letters and different types of writing styles. Alexandria, uh, but from from work. So Alexandria, so the work that you did when you wrote letters in Alexandria, but um, that's that's just letters I had from you without yet knowing you personally, without seeing your actual skills in the field. So I said to myself, okay, this guy's got a very strong grasp. He wants to learn all this difficult material, but maybe he doesn't have the capability of learning it. But when you started to lay out everything which you'd already learned, um, in which particular fields, so he's going to say that um, Right now, from from Truna is probably most similar to astronomy. Um, and also stuff from the necessary sciences, which usually is understood to be things like maths, perhaps some abstract physics. I, I, I increased my love. Um, right, I increased my love of you. Uh, I could see how well you were grasping all this kind of material. And I saw your desire to learn, your tremendous desire to know stuff. But also, um, you have the ability. When you then laid out for me all that you knew in logic. So these are different fields. The fellow knows some kind of astronomy, some kind of logic, some kind of physics, some kind of mathematics. Here we're talking about logic in particular. Then I saw, wow. You're fit to have revealed to you the secrets of the prophetic texts. Now this is very, very important because the Rambam was living in a, a quite rich intellectual world. The world at the time was divided, Jewishly speaking, to the Muslim world, which what we broadly speaking call the Sephardi world. And what well, wasn't necessarily in those days called that. And the northern, the, the world, the Golos Edom, the Christian world, which the Jews in there later would get the name Ashkenazim. Um, and... In the southern world, it was very, very intellectual. There was uh, the rediscovery by the Muslims uh, and the Arabs of Aristotle's writings. They were mainly existed in Arabic. There was very little intellectual, non-Jewish intellectual knowledge in the northern world, in the Ashkenazi world. And you see this in the writings of the Rishonim and, and the Ga'onim. You see this already um, from the 9th, 10th century onwards, uh, that the... Jews in the Babylonian world, the North African world, the Spanish world, everything under the Muslim world in those days, they're wrestling and dealing with 
widespread secular knowledge in maths, in logic, in physics, in metaphysics, in, in various disciplines. And the Rambam actually says, and he, he says this in the Mishnah Torah too, in the, in, the, in the law books, that in fact, to some degree you need these. Well, first of all, they help you get Ahavas Hashem, the love of God. But also he, he says you need them together with the knowledge of Torah, with Havayas Darbaya Varava, with the, the, the Gemara basically. And you need this kind of knowledge in order to get deep into what's called Maisa Bereshis and Maisa Merkava. Two areas of work that are considered very difficult to teach, right? The Mishnah tells you can't really teach Maisa um, Bereshis to, to even two, only one student at a time. And Maisa Merkava, the work of the chariot, the deep visions that the prophet Yechazkel Ezekiel has of the inner workings of the creation with all these metaphors used that, that sound very physical, but getting closer and closer to the, the, the Kisa Kava, the, the throne of God's glory. All of this stuff, you can't even teach that to one person. They have to kind of, you could kind of talk around it and they have to become chocham, maven medata. They have to understand for themselves. You could do Rashi Prokim, only give kind of hints and then they absorb it. So these deep areas of Torah knowledge, the Rambam holds, you really need to have some kind of um, expertise in other fields in order to get there. Okay, we'll touch maybe when we get there. Um, other approaches to this. That's Rambam's approach, not the only approach. But that you can see that he feels that a person who has this deep desire, deep thirst for knowledge, and is trained in maths and logic and certain thinking, and as we go through the guide, we'll see why you, he thinks you need those particular schools of thinking. It's worth raising right from the front. The Rambam is going to say that the traditions on this, what we call today Kabbalah, he didn't have. There are those who say that was just, he was writing that, and really he did have them. But it's, I think the easiest way to read the guide is, is he didn't have them. Um, and as we're going to see, the Rambam is going to argue that you kind of use these disciplines to study the natural world, go deeper and deeper and deeper, and you basically climb a ladder all the way to the pathway of God. Whereas today, Mekubalim would say you don't need to start from the outer layer, you can kind of jump inwards. But the Rambam is going to show you how, how you do it from the outward inwards. And for that, you'd need tools of logic, tools of, of scientific mathematics, certain things like that, to be able to start from the ground of the ladder and then start to take the steps all the way upwards through the works of creation into the works of the inner, uh, the chariot. Okay. For Eastern, I saw Shatadosh from many Odwad. So you were ready now to get some of these deep secrets, at least the hints through which I could give you the secrets. And you were seeking from me more and more. So I felt ready to start teaching you some of these um, divine matters. And what did I do? Now I'll tell you who these are. I started giving you the basic premises that the Metakalimun would work. The Metakalimun were a group of philosophers. I, I didn't even call them philosophers, but a group of intellectuals mainly centered around Baghdad. Rav Sajigan, when he wrote his writing, the Munas Vadeus, um, he was based in that world. And that world took upon themselves uh, to defend Islam and Jewish versions of it taken to defend Judaism against ideas of the Greeks. And the Rambam does not like their approach, actually. He prefers the approach of Aristotle, although he'll show in the book where he, where he separates from Aristotle. And one of the major divergent points they had is that Mutakalimun believed there are no real laws of nature, right? It's all an illusion. 
And the Aristotelians said, no, no, there really are laws of nature. We're meant to study them. And the Rambam held that Hashem, God made the laws of nature on purpose, and they're important. Nevertheless, I took you through the, the, the premises of the Metakalimun. Whether these things are necessarily true, and the Rambam is going to, he's basically giving you the structure of a lot of what's going to happen in the first section of the guide. He will end the first section of the guide by claiming that their premises are not necessarily correct. There's a lot of flaws in the logic of what they use. Um, and if they're not correct, then where do they come from? Okay? And I saw, I saw some of these ideas you'd already picked up without me. You'd already picked up some of the arguments, some of the flaws in the arguments. And they left you confused. In, in this, uh, this kind of, you, you were... Your, your heart was a little uh, bothered by all this. And your, your wonderful um, nefesh, your, your mind. So you wanted to, to um, find good words. So I did not refuse to embark upon the thing that you wanted. And I also told you that you've got to take things step by step. Now notice this step-by-step -step theme. This is going to be something throughout the guide that we're going to see. The Rambam holds you cannot get to the deepest truths directly. Everything has to be step by step. And he's going to explain why that is as we go through. So you're always going to get, if you like, out of one layer of darkness a bit closer. You're going to have to pause there. Purify yourself, as we'll see. Then get another step deeper, another step deeper. But notice what he set up over here. People had thought in those times the only way to defend religion was using the arguments, the mutukhalimun, basically trying to undo the whole of the scientific project of his day. And a certain school of intellectuals were coming along saying, these arguments are not very compelling. You know, you're trying to undo very, very deep and rich thinking that seems to work, right? The, the Aristotelian science of the day was able to get a certain levels of understanding of the universe that seemed correct, predictions about astronomical phenomena, when calendar things are going to happen, the ability to use technology, right? And just to try to throw all that out, a lot of people are saying, if that's the only way to defend Yiddishkeit or defend belief in God in general, that leaves us in a, in a not great situation. I want to make sure that you understand this. Not that you happen to get there, but you have a methodology to find the truth. And I therefore didn't refuse when in the times we got to meet, when we would meet a, an expression, either in a verse in, in Tanakh in the biblical text, or an expression of the rabbis, meaning the rabbis of the Talmud, the Mishnah, um, and Medrash. So what I would do is I wouldn't refuse to teach the deep teachings they're teaching. When God decided that we're going to separate, you have to go wherever you have to go. And it kind of, I awakened all this kind of emotional relationship with all these meetings. And because of your absence, it awakened within me to to write this book, that I've written for you and for people like you, who are few and far between. People who have a real desire to understand the truth, people who are committed 
to their relationship with, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and people who have enough understanding of other material to have philosophical problems um, on the one hand, but to be able to, in theory, absorb the pathway all the way to Hashem himself, to knowledge of Hashem. I've made it into divided up chapters. And I'm going to send them to you section by section. And so it seems that originally the guide was sent, the murder was sent in sections to this student, um, filling him in. That is the introductory letter. And let's just see what we've got for this. I think we're going to, we're going to pause here for today, but let's just sum up what we've done. What we've seen therefore is that uh, for the Rambam, a number of different things have emerged over here. The purpose of this book is ultimately going to be to take you on the pathway to God. Right? No less than that. It is designed for somebody who's already well equipped with certain understandings of logic and maths and certain secular sciences, because the Rambam is ultimately going to ground the journey to God in the study of the natural world. But he's going to take on levels that go stage by stage by stage by stage. Along the way, we're going to cover things like my celebration, understanding the work of creation, what it is the rabbi sees so secret within it, and my Samarakava, the inner works of understanding the prophets. That's what we're going to do. And it's going to be a step-by-step journey. And so that is the very exciting introduction to the introduction to the introduction to the guide. Next time, please, God, we're going to start off in the main introductory section.